Good morning, everyone. Um, I thought I would do uh, a fairly long form episode today. I'm just got into the car and I'm driving down to the valley to go grocery shopping. And I wanted to try and see what it would be like to do a more long form episode where I cover a handful of different things. Um, and so I expect this one will be a little more rambling. The first thing I want to talk about is that I just drove up the road I was going to go the back way, only to realize that the roads were pretty, uh, pretty bad, pretty slushy. They had been plowed, but since we're a quarter of a mile away from a state highway, which gets plowed more aggressively, I figured I'd turn around immediately and go that way. Even though it's less fun driving, it'll be much safer on a day like today. And to me, that seems like um, a great example of sunk costs and being willing to turn around quickly. If I had gone another mile or so, it seems much more likely to me that I would have rationalized myself that it wasn't worth wasting the 10 minutes to turn around. And so being willing to, being alert to evaluating the situation early on and and essentially being willing to quit the current plan early means I am more willing to pivot and end up with a better plan. This road that I'm on is much, much, much better. It's basically a, you know, a wet road instead of a slushy road. But I think we all struggle with this in our, in our lives. The idea of giving up on something that we've thought of and especially if we've spent money or time or or wrapped our identity up in a thing it gets harder to pivot away from something and the longer we stick with it the harder it is to pivot away from it um, I think this isn't true of hobbies hobbies come and go and we don't wrap our identity up in them but I do think that, especially when we're trying to come up with workable strategies for things, whether it's getting somewhere or, or sort of a plan for what you're doing with your life, it is easy to go just far enough that you then justify taking the next step and the next step and then the next step. The other thing that I thought I might talk about today is um, is prioritizing what what you spend your time doing when you're in a situation where you have not enough time I've told this story before uh, but I recently heard someone talking about how there was a moment in the early 2000s, from like 2000 to maybe 2013, where there's just this um, immense optimism about 
how technology would eventually get us to a place where if you just optimize the technology correctly, you would fit in far more and there would be, you know, it would essentially mitigate all cost of doing far more if you optimize the technology correctly. And I used to work for an organization um, where I mostly got left alone through a quirk of how my position was funded. But uh, I had to attend usually one, maybe two meetings uh, a year. And at this one meeting of the, all the people in my region, they asked us the question of how how can we handle this situation where sort of more and more is being asked of us and we have this technology that can sometimes feel like it helps us do more but it, it uh, can also just make it feel like more is being put on our plate and person after person was saying well there's this app that does this and there's this app that does that this was in the early days of the iPhone and And we can, you know, I've found that if I multitask in this way or if I streamline the work in that way, and I was the only person who got up and said, it seems to me like we have a prioritization problem. That if we can be really clear about what matters, then we can be better aware of all the things that don't matter as much. And if we don't get to them, it doesn't matter because we have done the things that matter. And boy, did that fall on deaf ears. That was not where the culture was at that moment. It was in this place of people saying, you know, we can leverage this and leverage that. And I felt really, uh, I felt almost uh, an outcast from, from that organization because of that. But I think ultimately I was right. And I think that's what made me good at my job. And I also think that's what gave me the clarity to realize I needed to leave that job, which is what caused me to start pursuing spoon carving as a business. So I'm really glad that I had a reason to leave because I wouldn't have ended up where I am today. <laughs> we just had an issue of that same prioritization in our house. We have this relatively ambitious plan for today. We're trying to reconcile all the bank statements for the business so that we can get our taxes to the next stage. And I need to go grocery shopping and we also wanted to clean the house. And we decided to start upstairs cleaning the house because usually we start downstairs and then the upstairs doesn't get as much attention. So we started upstairs, things were going great. And then, um, It was clear that if we really pushed, we could do it in half an hour, but then my younger daughter banged her head and just everyone sort of lost their momentum. And it became clear to me that there was sort of, we needed to make a choice. Were we going to prioritize cleaning the house? In which case um, the grocery shopping would be pushed back and then the tax prep would be pushed back to the point where it felt a little sort of squeezed in the afternoon or were we going to abandon the, the house cleaning and try to do it later on when everyone was fresh and ready to go and we weren't paying the cost of sort of people coming out of that cycle of 
sobbing and sort of losing losing momentum. And I could leave and go grocery shopping. And, and I decided that it was just super clear that I should leave and go grocery shopping because that way everyone could sort of get through those cycles. When I come back, maybe we could just spend half an hour wiping our way through the bottom of the house and... And it wouldn't um, offset the things we want to do in the afternoon as much as if I stuck around and we tried to sort of continue doing them in the same order. So it's a great example in my immediate life of being really clear about what the priorities are. And in this instance, the priorities were maintaining that space in the afternoon to do the tax stuff while still getting the grocery shopping done. I was really hoping that we could have the house clean to do the tax stuff just because it really helps me focus to be in a clean space. But but I can't let that that benefit hamstring or or somehow throw off the timing of the, the, the whole process itself. And I think it's easy in life to make a plan and then stick with the plan and be too rigid with the plan and not be willing to be flexible. I talk about The Great British Baking Show a lot because we've been watching it lately. We, we actually took a little hiatus, but now we're back watching another episode and a woman just... Um, got booted off the show because she had a plan for some fancy loaf that they were supposed to make. That hers was too plain. It was too simple. She got that feedback from the judges of, look, you know, we gave you a lot of time to do this. This doesn't seem like you're doing that much. You haven't had a good weekend. You're at the bottom of the pack. You know, you should consider changing your plan. And she just didn't. She just wasn't willing to change her plan. And you see this in smaller ways also with bakers who have some setback and instead of uh, instead of gracefully adapting to the situation making the best of the situation they push through even knowing that the timing isn't going to be right that they're not going to have time to fully bake something or they don't have time to fully cool something and I, it just makes me realize that there's a well, it, it comes right back to the sunk costs and the, the unwillingness to turn around on the slippery road. When we have some momentum in a certain direction, we've invested time and energy and thought into something. It is incredibly hard for us to change that. And in my own life, I, I think I counteract this largely by refusing to plan out big things until the very minute that it seems appropriate for them to be planned out. So despite what you might think, I am not, well, maybe this is obvious, but I'm not a big, I'm not a big planner. Uh, I'm not a, I do have 
a sort of regimented daily schedule, but it is also very flexible. And, and in terms of the bigger things, I don't, for instance, for instance, have this book that project that I'm doing for the magazine where we're gonna gather all of the back issues into a book so that people who don't have the back issues can just buy one book and get all the 10 issues that they, you know, maybe they only needed three or four, but even if they needed three, it's still gonna be more cost-effective to buy the book than to buy all the back issues. came up with the idea of doing that, but I have resisted, for reasons even I didn't really know, making a very firm plan of like, that. this is how we're going to do it. I had a, I had a, I had a rough plan, but just recently I bought a print copy of back issues of this magazine called Low Tech Magazine, and it turns out they're published by a publisher that does on-demand printing, that and they drop ship it, meaning they they handle fulfillment. So you click the button on the Low Tech Magazine website, they get paid, but somebody else prints it at that moment and ships it, which I have to say makes a lot of sense going forward because my life is filled with a lot of human interactions for business anyways and the more I can if I have something that is a fixed item that's going to remain fixed um, it just makes a lot of sense to try and do it this way so because I hadn't invested a lot of time and energy into figuring out who I was going to have print the book and all of that I have been able to very quickly pivot to this idea of, oh, well, let's do it this way. This clearly makes more sense. Now, maybe I would have recognized that as the path that made a lot of more sense um, had I done, you know, proper market research and, you know, sussed out all my options, but maybe not. Very likely not. I actually... Um, maybe I'd heard of on-demand printing, but I... I hadn't taken it seriously until I saw this, so I was assuming that I was definitely going to, you know, take orders, print out how many orders I had copies, or print out how many copies I had orders for, and then fulfill them by hand. That, it wasn't particularly scary to think about doing it, but it was definitely sort of a lot more work being put on my plate on the back end of the process. I hadn't considered this other option, but because I hadn't really firmed up my plans, I was able to very easily say, oh, well, that makes a lot more sense. Let's do that. So I think that there's a real benefit to holding off on firming up your plans until you absolutely need to. I know I've had creative projects that have benefited from this as well, where like, for instance, I'm, I'm working on a bandana that the 
print studio that does my dish towels is, is figuring out. And we've been talking about it for a while, but it wasn't until yesterday that they were like, do you have any thoughts? And I've been thinking about it for a little bit. But the, it, it came to me to this idea that I, I think is gonna work out really nicely. Um, to have a certain form sort of be radiating out from the center in this way that it hadn't occurred to me to even include this form in the bandana, but it, I think it works really nicely. And and then I picked up some I picked up some wood shavings from the floor and photographed them. Literally, and just looked up. Oh, there's one. Pick it up. Photograph. There's another one. Pick it up. Photograph. There's another one. And so the bandana will ultimately be heavily influenced by those moments. And it makes me so aware. I think I'm aware of this because I'm a writer and, and, I, and the way I write is usually to sort of sit on something until it feels ready to come out and, and, it, and, I, and I let it out. And so when I'm starting something, there's a great deal of, not superstition, but hesitance to begin because I'm not the sort of writer that likes to begin just anywhere and then sort of smash around the editing until I find the proper beginning. I'm capable of doing that, but I think uh, for me there's a great deal of power in how I, how I end up beginning because it shapes everything that comes after it. And so if I can hold off on beginning until the right feeling thing comes along, then I'll be pointed in the right direction is how I feel. And I think that that ties back as well to being willing to pivot, to not put myself down some path where I then have to deal with opportunity costs. When it comes to larger things, job in my life of not sticking with something because of the opportunity cost. I have been willing to shift around what I do for a living. And honestly, spoon carving is what's stuck and it's, you know, it's what I've become passionate about. But when I started out spoon carving, it was me thinking that it was the most likely way I could make money and if there had been a more likely way to make money that felt like a life that I wanted I probably would have pursued that as well and indeed I did pursue a number of things so I actually sort of I don't think every situation in life is an either or a lot of times it's you're exploring multiple options and just seeing which one sticks And I'm just gonna, you know, I've been married for 13 years now. 
We got married very young. I think I've done a... I think I'm good at commitment. But I think an important part of being good at commitment was before I got engaged, before I asked my wife to marry me, um, I had had a bunch of girlfriends. I dated maybe 12 different people over the course of five years. And most of them were month, six weeks. A couple of them were a handful of months. And that was it. And you could look at that and say, well, I don't know what commitment is. You know, how, how could you even know what it is to be in a long-term relationship? But I would actually argue that that making that choice, oh, I believe I've gone too far. <laughs> um, let's see, what can I do here? I guess I gotta go and turn around. Um, I believe that, that making that choice, here we go, green light was made substantially easier by the fact that I didn't stick around in a relationship beyond the point where I recognized that this wasn't the person that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with. And that's why these relationships ended so quickly, was because it became clear to me that that's how I felt. And from that point on, I was out and I think that made me good at not allowing sunk costs to define what I wanted from a relationship and in the end when I found it when I and I and I felt like I knew and she felt like she knew It was it was getting beyond that point of of where I normally would have said, you know what, this is not the person I want. And instead it, it I realized, you know what, this is the person I want. And And from that point on, a, a switch left. Now, of course, lots of things can happen in marriage. And we've been incredibly lucky. Uh, and we've worked hard on our relationship. But, um, but I do think that there's something there about the nature of humans and sunk costs. And how we f don't want to feel like we have wasted our time. Which is ironic because, oh well, which is totally understandable because time is the one thing that we can't get more of, right? We have the present moment and 
who knows how long we have beyond that to do what we want to do in life. And no matter how rich or poor you are, we all get the same amount of time. And yet, um, and yet the irony is that concentrate there's people crossing the road the irony is that if we ignore sunk if if we allow sunk costs to shape our behavior to the point where we are this is where I want to go um, to the point where we are staying in a situation longer than we should then we end up wasting more time than if we had decisively and early on said, you know what? This isn't what I thought it was going to be. I'm going to change. Here I am, guys. Thank you for listening. I guess this episode was about sunk costs and about being clear of your priorities and not letting what you have done define the choices that you make right now. As always, I appreciate your time. Talk tomorrow.